Year after year after year, I hear people tell me that they do not want to pay large subscription fees or for memberships to be able to get access to content related to safety. So me and my friends here at Safety FM have come up with an idea called Safety FM Plus. This is a video streaming service that allows you to have some downloadable document content available readily wherever you are. You can go to the website safetyfmplus.com or go to the Apple Store app and download it for your iPhone, iPad, or even Apple TV. It's also available on Android and Android TV, Roku, and Fire TV. We want to be wherever you are. So to get you started, you can come to the website or download the apps as we just discussed. The other great portion about this is that if you sign up right now at safetyfmplus.com, you will get a downloadable version of Simple Revolutionary Acts, the first book by Dr. Todd Conklin as part of your membership to get into this. So go right now to safetyfmplus.com to find out more information. That is safetyfmplus.com. This, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM. The following program is rated MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls and call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in three, two, one. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Well, 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 it truly does not matter who the host is. Today is Tuesday, July the 21st of 2020, day 203 of the year, and only 163 days to go. So hopefully you're off to a fantastic start of the day, even though it's midday at this particular point. And hopefully things are going extremely well. But I have to tell you, I was rocking out a little bit here. So hold on real quick. Yeah, we came in right into that thing, and I was like, wow, hold on, what's going on here? Hold on. Anyways, that's Love is Blind by Kama Stevenson by Stephen Ellis also. Anyway, so you are here on the Rated R Safety Show coming to hang out, doing our, you know, our noon things that we do. Yeah, it's not the the liquid lunch nooner, that's for sure. But we do some things where we talk about what's going on inside of the world of safety. So that's important, duh. Duh. But as we do move forward and talk about these things, you know that we normally start off with some feature story news. And, you know, there's there's some mixed reviews and the love and the hate uh, feature story news, but I look at it this way. Feature story news gives us the credibility as we move down down the rabbit hole here and talk about the different things that are going on inside of this multiverse of ours. So before we get you started with my nonsense, let's get you started with their nonsense, because I think it's all important as we do move forward here. So here's some feature story news on the Rated R Safety Show. Here is the news on the Rated R Safety Show. From Feature Story News in Washington, I'm Simon Marks. A British parliamentary committee has published an explosive report on Russian interference in the Brexit referendum and the 2019 British general election. The Intelligence and Security Committee concluded that interference in Britain's political affairs is a top priority for the Kremlin. It said the UK is now playing catch-up after delaying serious investigations into Russia's activities. From FSN 
Times London Bureau Stuart Smith reports. The report deals with both the 2014 referendum on whether Scotland should leave the UK and the 2016 referendum on whether the UK should leave the EU. It says no one prepared for foreign interference beforehand or sought to find out whether there had been any afterwards. Intelligence and Security Committee member Stuart House says the UK government actively avoided looking for evidence that Russia interfered and that there must now be an investigation. The Foreign Secretary Dominic Rabb says the UK will be resolute in defending the country, democracy and values from such hostile state activity. The Kremlin is dismissing the committee's report as Russophobia. The report was published just as US Secretary of State Mike Pompeo arrived in London to take a victory lap following Prime Minister Boris Johnson's decision to ban Huawei from playing a role in Britain's 5G rollout. The Secretary of State at a joint news conference with British Foreign Secretary Dominic Raab launched a new onslaught against Beijing. On behalf of the American people, I want to extend my condolences to the British people from your losses uh, from this preventable pandemic. The CCP's exploitation of this disaster to further its own interests has been disgraceful. Uh, Rather than helping the world, General Secretary Xi has shown the world the party's true face. The European Union has struck a deal to provide support for the economies of the 27-member bloc. The deal is worth 750 billion euros, a mixture of grants and loans. Countries will have to apply for funds and projects can be blocked by a majority of member states. The US government's Centers for Disease Control says the number of COVID-19 cases in the US could be underreported by a factor of 13. A study showed many people may have had the virus without realising it. President Trump returns to the stage later today, hosting the first of what he says will be regular coronavirus briefings. At the White House, Kayleigh McEnany, his press secretary, has been fielding more questions about the president's ongoing failure to don a face mask. The president is the most tested man in America. Um, He's tested more than anyone multiple times a day, um, and we believe that he's acting appropriately. A US judge in Michigan has refused to bow to public pressure and says a 15-year-old African American teenager must remain in juvenile detention. She was placed there in May for failing to do her homework. The teen has ADHD and she told the court she misses her mother. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. More now on the fallout from the British government's decision to suspend its extradition agreement with Hong Kong. The move is retaliation for China's imposition of a new security law in the city, but it's also sparked a debate about the future of the British relationship with China. Just a week after the government of Prime Minister Boris Johnson said Chinese telecoms giant Huawei could play no role in Britain's 5G network. We've never really had a coherent and consistent strategy. Nigel Inkster is the former Director of Operations and Intelligence at the British spy agency MI6, and he says it's time to put the relationship between London and Beijing on a new trajectory. If we cut China off, uh, I think that's a situation where nobody wins, but we certainly don't. On 5G, the USA has dropped the ball. They have not invested adequately in several generations of mobile technology. China has stolen a march on them. And we're now you know, cutting out China just as China is moving from the position they've been in of effectively stealing uh, intellectual property and copying to being poised on the brink of, I think, a fairly major spurt of technology innovation. And I don't think we want to miss out on that. It was notable that Foreign Secretary Dominic Raab said he hoped a positive relationship would still be possible with China, even after the suspension of the Hong Kong extradition agreement. The main news again, a British parliamentary committee says Russia interfered in Britain's 2016 Brexit referendum and says the government didn't want to investigate it. The European Union has struck a deal to provide support for the economies of the 27-member bloc. It's worth 750 billion euros. And President Trump will hold the first in a new series of coronavirus briefings from the White House later today. There's more from us on Twitter. You can follow us there at Feature Story. And that is the latest Feature Story news. Simon Marks reporting. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. 
we at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Anyway, so what do you think? A lot of things going on in our multiverse, you know, as Feature Story News lays out the groundwork and tells us exactly how to um how to deal with it, man. That's how that goes sometimes. But anyway, so you are listening to the Rated R Safety Show exclusively on safetyfm.com currently and on safetyfm.tv and the streaming services and potentially on a podcast at some point before the end of the day is actually ends up taking place. So a couple things real quick before I forget. Numero uno, numero uno, numero uno. Today we released the podcast with Sydney Decker and I've already been getting quite a few remarks about it. So I'm glad that people are enjoying it. And have been taking a view and a listen and whatever the hell else you've been doing with the podcast. So thank you. I appreciate that. And I'm sure by the end of the week, we'll probably have some more things going on. I will tell you, I have seen a lot of movement on LinkedIn in regards to what's going on there. So that's pretty exciting. The other portion, someone who I admire quite a bit inside of the world of LinkedIn and social media marketing has released her podcast today. So if you're not familiar with, let's see, how are we going to do this? With her. Yeah, her right there. Shay Robottom. Shay Robottom started her own podcast today. So if you're not familiar with her, she is very well known without throughout the LinkedIn universe. So if you do get a chance, go ahead and take a listen to this particular podcast. I would also recommend strongly that if you do so, that you go to LinkedIn, follow some of the instructions that she has laid out in regards of the reviews the likes, the comments about it, you have a potential of winning some, a pretty grand prize. So if you do get the opportunity, anyways, that's the Shea Robottom show. And I'm going to tell you this too, because some people always wonder, this is not a paid ad. This is not something that I said, let's do this and have this and blah, 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 blah. I like what she does. I really have. I've enjoyed her content for a long period of time. And I think that she really does help people. So if we can help her, I think we should reach out and try to do so. Anyways, that's the Shea Robottom show was released today. And she did it the right way. She did the podcast the right way. She didn't release one episode. She didn't release two episodes. She released eight, eight episodes today on the day that it came out. So if you can support our LinkedIn family here and go to Shea Robottom's new show that's available on Apple Podcast, also on Spotify. And if you like the Lipson homepage, you can do that there, too. Anyways, that's enough about that, but do give it a listen. A lot of interesting stories, and she tells you how it is, and I will tell you, it fits in well with the Rated R Safety Show aspect of things on how we do things. So anyways, let's get you down to the multiverse and talk about some of the news that's going on inside of this good old world of ours, because I think that's important. I think this is a conversation that we start today with taking it right from the top, Chicago was home to another turbulent weekend. We didn't discuss it yesterday, leaving 10 people dead and 60 injured, including 10 minors. So again, the minor issue, as we've already been talking about. According to the Chicago Sun-Times, the total number of gun-related incidents eclipsed those during the same weekend last year in which 43 people were shot with three fatalities. Two of the victims from the weekend were 10 and 11 years of age. They gathered at a vigil for their relative, Kenneshaw Youngblood, who passed away two years ago from gun violence. They are expected to make full recoveries. As of Mondays, no arrest has been made. So what the hell is going on in Chicago? And yeah, I know some people are going to turn around and say, well, Chicago's always been violent. Duh. Okay, well, that's not justification for anything there. That's for sure. You know that. I know that. But let's have that discussion. So what is going on that the violence is rising so high? Now, as I did some looking into some more information, of course, as we do here, a lot of people said because of what poverty levels are looking at right now and some of the things that are taking place. You're shooting a kid because of poverty levels? Come on. Who's going to buy that shit? I'm not buying. Are you buying? Because I'm definitely not buying. Anyways, let's continue. We talk about the wacky world of Florida because we broadcast from Florida, as you already know. So let's talk about it for a moment. Did you hear this one? Because this was pretty interesting. And I kind of found it intriguing. So let's talk about it. Florida gang members have been hosting massive parties at vacation rental homes with the goal of spreading the coronavirus. 
According to the Osceola County Sheriff, Russ Gibson, there have been over 600 noise complaints related to COVID-19 parties. COVID-19. In recent weeks, with groups ranging from 40 to 400 people, Gibson plans to work with the county commissioners and politicians to develop some sort of law or ordinance preventing these types of gatherings. In the meantime, he is asking residents to report any such parties they see or hear happening in their area. So if you're not familiar with this lay of the land here, and I hate always going with the regional aspects of the show, but let's talk about it, of course. Osceola County is the county where Disney World is at. And I'm not, by no means, don't take this the wrong way and say, oh, Disney is involved with the parties. Not what I'm saying. So let's make sure we're here and we're clear on that one because I don't want anyone to get confused. But think about this for a moment and think about where these parties are occurring in the area. And we're not blaming the area for sure, but what the hell is going on where people think, okay, 50 to 400 people is okay to be, you know, messing around in a room, at a house, at a party. I mean, we barely, at my home, have enough people to fill out every room. So I look at it and go, what the hell's going on here? Anyways, do you think any kind of party's worth doing? And then what do you think here? Because that's the other thing. There's going to be some kind of ordinance preventing gatherings. Now, how is that going to work? And how is that going to be deemed and looked at and all that kind of fun stuff? Because people do some crazy stuff. You know that. I know that. So how is that going to work there? So what is going to be considered a gathering? Is that a community happening? There's such things as church gatherings. There's such thing as party gatherings. There's such thing as people gathering at amusement parks. So is it just going to be party gatherings? Because then here comes the question. If I am celebrating my birthday, not that it's my birthday, just in case, because there was some confusion last time I said anything about a birthday, which is really a birthday anniversary, but that's a whole other story. But if we look at it and I'm celebrating my birthday at an amusement park, technically, isn't that a gathering? Think about it. I know the logistics of some of these things. So weird sometimes. But think about it as we move forward. So how do you look at this? How is that going to work? Because you can't say one's a gathering and one's not. Just kind of difficult thing to, to push out there. And, you know, I know some lawyers, believe it or not, believe it or not, but they will eat that shit alive. And not that lawyers should be eating shit. Just want to make sure that we're clear here. But it is going to be a conversation piece on how that gathering thing is going to be considered. So think about that as we move forward here on the Rated R Safety Show. Oops, what did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, protests in Seattle escalated on Sunday from peaceful marching to damaging and looting property. Authorities said demonstrators busted several windows of the East Precinct, then threw a device into the lobby and ignited a small fire. Others threw rocks, bottles, at officers on the scene, a dozen of officers were injured, including one who had to be hospitalized. Multiple arrests were made. So what are you thinking here? I mean, you're seeing these and we're seeing some protests still taking place. You know, we can talk about Oregon for a moment, but we kind of did that in long form yesterday. So how are you looking at a lot of this? Now, I have to ask, because I, I kind of wonder and sit here. Yes, I sit here and go through the whole conversation mentally in my head and go, how does this work? So from a job point of view, how does this go about? Like, are you cool? Is your place cool with some people going out and protesting? Or are they kind of putting the kibosh on the people that are doing so? Are those the first people that they go, we're going to let somebody go. You know, he's one of those protester people. She's one of those protester people. Or is it cool? Ah, Let them protest. Let them do whatever they want. You see, it's so easy to argue any part of the equation here. It's so easy to have the discussion. But I look at it and go, okay, if we're going to have the discussion, 
what do you think is best suited? Because, of course, now we're seeing a lot of these things of, well, somebody just took a video of you, took a video of you out there doing this and that, so we're going to have to let you go. We're going to have to let you go, Bubba. We're going to let you go. So where does it land? (laughs) How does it go about? I know a lot of thoughts here today in regards to that. And yeah, you know, some people can be troublemakers because that happens. Those things occur in life. Not saying, you know, that somebody's actually at your job location trying to commit a false claim about something because that doesn't happen. But think about it. There's so many different things to talk about. Anyways, talking about some world of Disney, because we were close enough there when we were talking about the other portion. Let's talk about this. Did you hear about this one? Disney is the latest company to pull its ads from Facebook as part of the boycott by advertisers over the site's so-called hate speech. Walt Disney World Company, or Walt Disney Co. Let's do that. Walt Disney Co. Was the leading advertiser on Facebook for the first six months of the year, according to Pathmatics Inc. So their withdrawal is particularly painful. Ay, 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 ay. Disney joined Starbucks, Verizon, Ford, and others in cutting back or fully withdrawing advertising from the social media platform. Okay. So what do you think is going to happen here? Do you see that there will be changes to their platform? And I'm talking about them being Facebook. And I know, and let me make sure that I'm clear here. We are broadcasting live on Facebook currently. Hi, Facebook. So I'm not going to sit here and say I'm pro hate speech and all this other stuff, because that could be kind of weird and having that kind of weird conversation. But what do you look at? Do you think that these organizations and companies are correct from pulling out of Facebook? The ad aspect. Let's talk about that. And, you know, some people get so iffy of, well, why are you talking about this? You can't talk about that. Where do you stand? Because technically, if you're anti-hate speech and what they're doing at Facebook, using that as an example, then you should not be here watching the show on Facebook. Then you should not be participating on Facebook. Just kind of the, the way the world rolls. The other portion. Don't they own Instagram? So you can't be posting pictures because you can't be, you can't stand for one and then say, no, this is how it works. Blah, 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 blah. So many weird things here in this aspect. So what are you looking at? So what do you think about this new cancel culture? Cancel this, cancel that, cancel, cancel, cancel. Does it make sense? Or do you think that that is the right thing to do? I mean, in your personal opinion, what do you think? Should I pull out from being on Facebook? Should we move the show and not be on there? We run ads on Facebook. If you're on our mailer and you hang out here, you know that we run ads on Facebook. We also do a live stream, so we have to talk about it. I'm not going to be that jackass that sits there and goes, no, 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 all these companies are doing this, and then not tell you what we're doing, because that's not right. So we have to talk about it. So do you think we should pull away? Really, I'm asking you, you're the listener, the viewer, depending on how you, you know, how you intake this stuff. So that's what we have to talk about, for sure. I would love to hear your opinion on that, because I think it's important. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Listen to our host of the Rated R Safety Show. Self-implode on our airwaves only on Safety FM. Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. So are you hearing about this? It's becoming more and more popular. So let me talk about it real quick. This particular area. But I definitely want to make reference to it. Are you hearing about the people presenting themselves as delivery drivers that are not? If you haven't, you have to take a listen to this. A gunman posing as a FedEx driver killed the son and wounded the husband of a federal judge linked to a high-profile case or cases in New Jersey. Yeah, you heard me there correctly. Judge Esther Salas 
was at home at the time, but not injured. Salas, most notable for the case, has been the financial fraud cases of Real Housewives of New Jersey star Teresa and Joe, whatever the hell his last name is. She also sentenced the Crips gang members to 15 years in prison and has presided over the ongoing lawsuit from investors connected to convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, you heard all that right there. Authorities believe that they have found the shooter. So I shouldn't say that there's several of them, but holy shit, man, something to be intrigued by as you hear this. So let's give you some more information about the update. The man's body was found in the in the Sullivan County town of Rockland near Liberty, which is the New Jersey's Catskills. A senior law enforcement official told NBC that the FBI and police are investigating whether he may have died of self-inflicted gunshot wounds whether a gun found at the scene may link to other or ones killed by Salas, sons, and wounded, wounded husband. An unnamed source told the news network that the shooter was an attorney. A lot to unpack here, for sure. So let's make sure that we have this correct. This judge, Esther Salas, was involved in a fraud case for the housewives of New Jersey. I don't watch the show, so I'm not familiar with it. She also sentenced Crip gang members to 15 years and also presided on the ongoing lawsuit of investors connected with convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein. So what are you thinking? Uh, 24-hour surveillance for her? Do you think that this is um gang inspired? It's a question. It's a legitimate question. Something we can talk about for sure. But there's a lot of thoughts that have to go into this. You can't just say, okay, cool. Everything's fine and dandy. Let's move forward. They killed their kid. Wounded the husband. So do you think it's a gang? Do you think it's politically motivated? What do you think? Just a question. Don't shoot the messenger. Just asking. Asking for a friend. Asking for a friend. So think about it. What's the thought here? Now, if you were involved with courts and lawyers and all that, and you had to devise a hazard matrix on all the shit that they get to do, and preside over and the things that they do with from home and all that kind of fun stuff. How would the layout of the land look? How would that whole aspect be? Think about it for a moment. It's a good question. How would that matrix look? Would you be willing to share it? Would you be willing to bet their lives on it? Because that's going to be the other aspect. There's so many different things there that one can talk about think about, and even be potentially motivated by. But I don't know on what should be done here. I mean, do you think that the guy that's dead, that's potentially the attorney, the alleged attorney, do you think that he was the one? And are we going to find out that the gun was involved with some other shootings? Or the shooting, or however the hell you want to word it. Lots to think about here. A lot of stuff to discuss, a lot of stuff to move around with, and a lot of stuff to drive one's ass crazy by just thinking about it. Safety in a way never heard of before. The Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. You know, I have to tell you a couple stories real quick before I forget. Number one. The first story that I always find funny is when people contact me and go, your show, you know, the one that you curse on, it's called Rated R Safety Show. But you don't always talk about safety. You give some safety stuff, but it's not always about safety. Right? That That's a very astute. I like it. I like the attention to detail on what's going on in the show. 
but I think that it kind of has been one of these things that has evolved. So let me explain here, because I think that we're at the portion in life that we need to talk about it. The show originally started off as a rant show. So people would record, they would rant, we would hide their voice, and we moved forward. And then we talked about some crazy things that were going on across the news. Some of it was heavily involved in the world of safety, but then some people said, maybe we need to look at things as a bigger scope. And then, let's just be real, a lot of people did not like the idea of them being on the quote-unquote podcast or radio because what if their employer heard them or caught wind that they had said something mean in a rant or something that could actually, you know, really point out that it's them. So a lot of people send in written rants. And I know how I am. I'm not going to read your rant and be like, oh, this sounds fantastic. Let me Because you know the pain that you're feeling from the rant. So I, I've kind of backed off. But more and more people requested that we did the news aspect. So we do news. And not all of it revolves around safety. So that's the reason behind it. And we've gotten into the weird world of we talk about celebrity news. And now we talk about politics. The celebrity news thing still throws me off. That's what people want. We hang out here for about an hour on noon, Monday through Friday for the most part, unless there's some kind of weird requirements and we're trying to do a live show in person. Anyway, so that's the first thing. So let's make sure that we're clear here. That is the reason why it's the Rated R Safety Show and we kind of go into a little bit of everything. So maybe it should be called the Rated R Safety Show and everything else. I don't know. I'm not changing the name now. Too far involved. Number two. I want to tell you a story. I think it's kind of interesting. So recently, like real recently, I had a very, very important meeting with a client. Let me kind of almost say they're, they're known around the universe. So we had a kind of a quick intermission during our little meeting. So I ran to the bathroom real quick and I was in such a rush to get back because I want to make sure I didn't miss anything that I went to the bathroom, the things that you would do to meet your standing needs. And I'm in there and I want to go in and go out so fast that no, I did not pull something about Mary move just in case, but I wanted to go in and go out so quick that I pulled my pants so quickly that I ripped the button directly off of the pants so now I have to rush back to this meeting with the broken button and make sure that my belt is holding my pants up. No, I don't use the elastic weight pants just in case. So then I have to make sure that I'm there with my belt on holding my pants up. Do you know how confusing and time consuming that could be in a thought process when you're doing that. So you're carrying a conversation about something pretty important, but then you're also thinking if I stand up too quick, cause if my pants are too low, they could fall off. I don't know why I want to tell you that story. I don't even know why I'm telling you, you should think about it, but this company, this organization is gigantic. And I just thought it was a funny story. And I looked at it and I said, you know, this is the kind of story that most people won't talk about. And I pretty much tell you about everything that's going on, for the most part. You know it. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. You are listening to a radio god. What? This has to be an error. That host is not a radio god. Anyways, this is the Rated R Safety Show on okay, Safety um, FM. Oops, I went right before she did. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay, a volcano on the Italian island of Stromboli. Known for erupting every now and then, did just that earlier Sunday morning. Fortunately, the explosion didn't cause any injuries or deaths. No significant damage was reported either. The National Institute of Geophilosophy and Volcanolage, yeah, volcanolage is a word there, said that it appeared to be some kind of debris in the lava seeping down the slope, but most of the activity stayed close to the crater and vent. 
Well, man, that had to be some exciting stuff. Some eruptions as that is taking place. Some stuff going on there in that particular regards. And I look at it and I kind of chuckle and look at this and go, okay, you shouldn't be laughing about any kind of volcano. And how do these things happen? And, you know, is there anybody close by when this is occurring? Because if there is, you know, it's going to freak the shit out of some people. You know that. I know that. So it's just interesting times on how that works. Duh. Duh. Don't know why that was important, but I wanted to share that. Anyways, let's continue down the path here. A coronavirus vaccine being developed by the University of Oxford shows signs of inducing an immune response according to clinical trials results published in the medical journal, The Lancet. The trial did not specifically look whether the vaccine prevents coronavirus infection, but results did show it generated two strong immune responses. The production of both antibodies and T-cells, which attack virus cells. Wasn't the T-virus something called, wasn't that something from Resident Evil? Didn't those people turn into zombies? Not, not trying to joke here. I'm just talking about a movie real quick. Anyways, Adrian Hill, director of the Jenner Institute at Oxford, told NBC News, we're getting both sides of the immune system, system stimulated, and that is fairly unusual for a vaccine. So I keep on wondering on how we're going to look at this going forward. Because, you know, we're in the midst of this. So, you know, when you're in the midst of something, it's always a cluster F. And you don't know what to do. And you kind of look at it and say, okay, cool. This is going on. So how are we going to come out on the other side? And that's something that we have to talk about for sure as we do move forward. But I look at it as well and say, okay, once we get to the other side, what is it going to look like? Because, you know, there's a lot of weird things going on right now. You know. There's the vaccine aspect. There's the conversation that we need to do the vaccine. There's the conversation on where we're talking about this and saying, okay, if we get the vaccine, are we going to be able to move forward? Or are we going to look at it and say, no, we can't move forward because people are not going to be willing to do it. Now, what I find interesting as we look at this, of course, is that we are having conversations virtually about sending our kids to school face-to-face. And I'm just referencing this for you to think about this for a moment. So you're going to do a face-to-face for your kids, but you are meeting virtually with the schools because it's not safe to meet person-to-person. The other side, something to think about. We don't allow kids to go to school if they're not vaccinated in most areas. So there's not a vaccine for the coronavirus currently. You know that. I know that. At least it's readily available to the world and all that kind of fun stuff. But it's okay for us to send kids to school with no vaccine for it. You see where things can get very, very confusing. How does one way, one thing work one way, but it doesn't work the other? And believe me, the whole coronavirus mask issue has become such a left and a right and a blah, 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 blah thing that it becomes a difficult conversation just to have because automatically, believe it or not, people do leave comments and people do say, well, I can't believe you talked about this and I don't agree with you, but they listen longer and that's cool. I like it. And that was not correct, what you said. And there are some things that I say that are incorrect. I have told you this, and I have went back and tried to correct them. Not on the episode, but tell you verbally that they're not correct. So as you look at this, does that make sense to you? I mean, I'm glad that the University of Oxford is being able to move forward with something. But I also look at it and go, how is this going to work? And... Do you, as a parent, if you are a parent, feel comfortable enough to send your kid back to school knowing that there's not anything there vaccine-wise? Or do you look at it and go, it's a hoax, so it's okay. 
asking your opinion, not leaning left or right or down the middle. I'm just asking the question of what your thought process is with the whole thing, because I think it's very, very important as we proceed forward with this. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. More sarcasm than a Mortal Kombat beatdown. Rated R Safety Show. So talking about some different things around here, if you are a aficionado of Taco Hell or Taco Bell or Toxic Hell, whatever you want to call it, Taco Bell is removing some items from their from its menu in effort to make Ordering faster, safer, and easier. Yeah. Ordering faster, safer, and easier. Yeah, something to think about, for sure. For employees and customers, the following items will be removed. So, sit back, take a deep breath, as I tell you this, if you love Taco Bell. So, here is the items that will be removed. Grilled grilled steak soft taco. The seven-layer burrito, nachos supreme, beefy Fritos burritos, spicy tostada, triple-layer nachos, spicy potato soft taco, cheesy fiesta potatoes, loaded grillers, chips and dips. Chips and dip? Can you make that quicker? Anyways, also, the Kisserito will be removed from restaurant menus, but will still remain via online ordering. The changes will go into effect starting August the 13th. So, if you are a big aficionado of Toxic Hell, Taco Bell, I would recommend strongly that you go get those things. Right away. Just so you know. Anyway, so that's some information there. Ah, uh, let's take a look, a look, a look, a look, a look, a look, a look. I don't know. I, I'm still digging that song from earlier. So let's do this. Color number five will get a t-shirt prize pack. If you're interested, that's color number five. Let's do this. don't need you to know anyways thank you thank you thank you for making the call in always exciting to hear that anyway so let's continue down the path here we got a lot of things going on and still remaining and you kind of already knew that so let's continue 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 down 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 okay so here we go taking it back from the top major averages all finished with gains for the day the dow jones industrial average overcame an earlier session deficit to squeak out a nine point gain for the day of technology, 
The technology sector drove the upward trends across the markets. Shares of Amazon's added over 6% and erased losses seen during last week, which I guess that's good for them. Car maker Tesla had a huge day as investors speculated that the positive earnings will be announced when they reported report this later this week. The automaker is up 282% year to date and up 520% over the last 12 months. That's really really good for them. So I'm you know I talking about Tesla for a second. And I have I have some people that listen and I know they get very excited about talking about Tesla, Elon Musk and SpaceX, so Calm it down, babe. But let's talk about it. Do you think the Cybertruck is still going to come out in the same time that it was supposed to? Or do you think it's going to be delayed now? I don't know. I mean, and I don't follow all this stuff. And I know there's there's some people that really love Tesla. And I like Tesla stuff. Don't get me wrong. But I don't follow it on a daily basis like some do. But think about it. How is that going to work? Are they going to come out with a Cybertruck? I think it's pretty interesting looking for sure. And, you know, at the price point of the reservations, I'm sure a lot of people reserve them. But are they going to be able to afford them now? And I don't know if this is the right time to be talking about cars, especially with everything going on. But it's definitely a conversation piece. Anyways, let's continue. Trader Joe's is eliminating labels that use ethnic sounding names intended to be humorous. The offending products include Trader Ming's. For food and condiments related to Chinese cuisine, Trader Jose Me- for Mexi- Trader's Jose for Mexican style products, and Trader Giotto's for Italian-themed foods. According to the petition for change.org, the labels, which are a variation of Trader Joe's name, exploit narrative narrative and exorcism and what? And what? And exorcism. <laughs> The perpetuate stereotypes. So they felt that this was something they needed to be changed. And I, you know, you had to admire that in regards to doing that. I don't know, you know, if there was malintent behind it. I'm pretty sure that there wasn't. But it's something that you have to look at as we move forward. Duh. Because that's been a lot of conversations that are going on at the moment. Anyways, let's continue, continue, continue. What do you want to talk about? Let's talk about, let's see. We got about 15 minutes before the top of the hour. We don't want to run over because it's mean and unthoughtful for the other people that come on afterwards. So let's do this. Let's talk about some breakups going on in celebrity news real quick. Joey Lawrence has filed for divorce from his wife, Chandy. The couple were married for about 15 years and shared two daughters. One's 14 and one's 10. No reason for the split. Well, I guess that's important. By not having a reason. Okay, let's continue. Um, going into celebrity news, if you call them all celebrities, Nicki Minaj is pregnant. The rapper made a surprise announcement on Instagram on Monday, posting a photo of herself sporting her baby bump with the caption, Preggers. This is, will be the first child for the 37-year-old who is married to Kenneth Petty as of last year. So, good for her. Good for them. Congratulations. Welcoming, welcoming a child into this world of ours. Anyways, let's go into a little bit of the swamp news on what's going on there. Treasury Secretary Steve Muchin and White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows will be spending time on Capitol Hill this week to negotiate possible new phase of the coronavirus relief spending. Democrats want a continuation of special unemployment benefits and expect the cost to surpass three trillion trillion dollars in additional spending. Republicans are hesitant to vote on a new package, even if the total spending is capped under one trillion dollars, as Mitch McConnell has proposed. Republican lawmakers have said that they want to substa- want a substantial part of new spending to be directed towards state and local governments, as well as monies to assist in the safe reopening of schools. President Trump said that he wants payroll tax cut to be included in the next plan. Reduction, th- reducing this tax would add a deficit, but would be an immediate boost to the economy. So something to think about. You know, I have to tell you this $600 boost on unemployment that they've been doing, the government, that is, that is the they here, has assisted the people in need at the time. So I think that if this goes bye-bye here at the end of the month, which is the plan, it's going to put some people in some very interesting places. But we've been talking about that now for several weeks, so I don't want to beat it one more time as we talk about it. So let's continue, continue, continue. President Trump announced on Monday that he will bring back his coronavirus briefing amid the surge in cases throughout the country. 
Yeah, feature story news talked about that a little bit a few minutes ago. After an Oval Office meeting with Senator Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin, and Vice President Mike Pence, Trump said, frankly, a lot of the country has been doing well, as many people don't say, as you understand. But we have had a big flare-up in Florida, Texas, and other places. Yeah, name California there. So I think what what we're going to do is I'll get involved and we'll start doing briefings. His first briefing is scheduled for today at 5 p.m. So if you're interested in doing that, I'm sure a good chunk of the major networks, our news networks, will be covering that. So take a listen if you're interested or inclined to do so. Anyways, let's talk about it real quick. No winner for Saturday night's Powerball drawing. Wednesday's drawing will be for $106 million if you're interested in playing the game. Jackpot will be that jackpot there. And then, of course, an $86 million cash payout if you're interested and you win the bad boy. A lot of things there. Okay, let's talk about it. Let's see some different things here. A Grease prequel titled Summer Lovin'. Are we sure that this is a Grease movie? (laughs) Okay. Summer Lovin' is in the works at Paramount. The film will detail the fateful meeting between Danny, John Travolta's character, and Sandy, Olivia Newton-John's character, and what happened. Although it is unclear if the original cast will star in the prequel, which would be really rough, because I'm not sure I could buy Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta as teenagers, especially if they're supposed to be in high school. The studio suggested that it should film in... (laughs) that should oh let's say this again the studio suggested that should the film be successful there's a possibility for a franchise down the road wasn't there isn't there a greeks one and a greeks two now we talk about greeks one and i don't mean we i mean we talk about greece because greece is the word that you heard but you don't really talk about greeks two and Michelle Pfeiffer's in Greece too. And God, what is that guy's name? Oh, I'm not going to remember it. It's going to drive me crazy. Lorenzo Lamas. Lorenzo Lamas. I think it's Lorenzo Lamas. Lorenzo Lamas or some shit like that. Anyways, but nobody really talks about that movie. Talk about the first one, but not the second one. I mean, they were doing what? Last summer? They were doing some kind of like, no, it was earlier this year, matter of fact, going around the, you know, the different parts here and doing the live tour with John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John. Some people are pretty excited about it, but hey, whatever. Okay, let's continue. Alex Trebek said that he feels like a burden on his wife, Jeannie. The Jeopardy host credits his wife of 30 years for getting him through his toughest times, calling her a saint. Trebek discussed how he has been feeling as of late in his battle with pancreatic cancer while promoting his book, The Answer Is Reflection of Life. So, something to take a look at if you're interested in that book. Alex Trebek is there, and I'm sure that it's available on Amazon because everything seems to be available on Amazon. Let's continue. Amber Heard appeared in the court on Monday for her first day of testimony in her ex-husband's Johnny Depp's libel case against the son. The actress said that she was accused by Depp, their entire relationship of having affairs with her male co-stars, and found herself turning down roles to please him. She also made claims that she was physically abused by Depp. Heard's testimony comes after Depp shared his side of the story, saying that she was aggressive, one in the relationship, not him. He also accused her of slicing his finger with a bottle and shitting on his bed after the intent or after an intense argument. Who the hell shits on somebody's bed, man? That's hardcore, man. That's real hardcore. You shit on someone's bed? I hope he wasn't sleeping in it at the time. And I know there's been some some name calling going around Amber Turd, which is terrible to call somebody. But that's been making the rounds. But shit, well, I shouldn't say shit. Talk about Amber Turd or Heard, whatever. You know what I you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Oops! What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. I really don't know if we should be talking about shit and then all of a sudden talking about the toilet flushing. This doesn't seem like a good analogy between the two. Anyways, 
Bette Miller called President Trump a murderer in the recent tweet over his handling of the coronavirus pandemic. The actress who spends a lot of her time bashing Trump shared an article over the weekend that accused him of failing to rise to meet the challenge that COVID-19 pandemic created. She added the more of 140,000 deaths are Trump's fault. That is her point of view. Just want to bring that up as that conversation came about. Antonio Sabata Jr. is stating conservative movie studio for all parties that will focus on projects other than Hollywood studios would never do. The 48-year-old actor announced his new business endeavor on Twitter writing, no more blacklisting and no more injustice for the social socialist elites. Sabato claims that he was blacklisted in Hollywood after supporting President Trump in 2016, and he plans on voting for him again come this November. So there you go. Both sides of the coin as we move forward. Anyways, pictures and clothing from Marilyn Monroe last ever photo shoot are heading to auction. We can imagine how this is going to go. The picture snapped just weeks, six weeks before the death, famously known as her last sitting, last sitting will be going for sale through online auction through the house of gotta have rock and roll. Her Fox Pearls necklace and earrings outfit and Nikon Cameron used for the photo shoot will be hitting the auction block. So something there if you're interested in that. Also, Mark Wahlberg purchased an eco-friendly street legal custom three-wheeler. The actor who has first to test drive this fun utility vehicle, FUV, last year at a small junket in L.A., decided that he needed one for his own use. The electric whip retails for about $20,000. The tiny ride tops about 75 miles per hour and comes with a heated seat. Oh, Bluetooth speakers, removable doors, and a panoramic roof. Well, good for them. Good for them. Whatever. (laughs) Anyways, Logic has signed a seven-figure deal with video game streaming platform Twitch amid his retirement from music. According to The Verge, the former rapper will stream weekly on Twitch channel. We do that here as well, not at seven figures, just so you know. Which will include a mixture of in-studio sessions, special guests, AMA-style formats, and gaming. The 30-year-old announced his retirement from the recent his retirement after the recent birth of his son. His final album, No Pressure, is being released on Friday. And I think that somebody can say his final album for now is being released on Friday because that's the way that that's going to go. Anyways, let's talk about some things that happened during this day of the year. Not so long ago. So back in 1983, temperatures of Vostok Station, Antarctica dipped to 126.6 degrees Fahrenheit. It's the lowest record temperature on Earth. And I, I should have said minus. I meant minus on Earth anywhere. Also, back in 2007, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, the final book in the series by J.K. Rowling, is published worldwide. 11 million copies. Yeah, 11 million copies were sold in 24 hours. Something to think about there. That's pretty interesting. Let's talk about a couple birthdays real quick, if you're interested in knowing some of those. Taking it real quick. Romeo Santos, pop singer, turns 39 today. Josh Harnett. Movie actor from Pearl Harbor and Black Hawk Down turns 42. Jeff Fat turns 67. And Cat Stevens turns, let's see, 72. And that's all going on today. Funny how that works. This is Figer's Law. Lock them up and throw away the key. We Americans love our politicians to act like they're tough on crime. And when you do something wrong, you should pay with hard time. Mercies for the bleeding heart liberals, they say. Well, what if it turns out they weren't guilty and we put somebody in prison by mistake? According to Michigan law, people who are wrongfully convicted are entitled to a paltry $50,000 for each year they spend rotting in prison. And of course, the state hasn't put aside any money to pay anyone who's wrongfully convicted. So what do prosecutors do? When confronted with somebody who's been wrongfully convicted, they fight against setting aside the convictions because it's cheaper. They say justice is blind, but where does it say justice be damned? Remember, if you don't stand for something, you end up standing for nothing. This is Figer's Law. 
We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, so let's talk about some of the days that you can celebrate today. So here we go, taking it from the very top. Invite an alien to live with you day. Legal drinking age day. National be someone day. National junk food day. Take a monkey to lunch day. National Lamington Day, National Tug of War Day tournament. How the hell are you going to do that? You can't even do a lot of things. Like you're going to have a six-foot rope? I don't know. Anyways, a lot of that going on real quick. So before I forget, let me tell you, tell you, tell you. Here's what we got going on. If you don't know, we are doing a Hop 101 class next Wednesday, July the 29th. There's the bad boy right there. Boop, 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 boop. It's going to start at 9 a.m. Eastern time. If you're interested in actually participating, go to safetyfm.io. We also have a contest going on right now that we're giving away tickets to it. So if you go to safetyfm.com forward slash contest, you have the opportunity of actually entering into the contest and winning some tickets for that. Before I forget, because it's important for you to know this, if you are struggling with mental health issues at the moment, you can go to the suicidepreventionlifeline.org. That's suicidepreventionlifeline.org. They have resources available for you that can help. Also, if you want to call them on the phone, you can do so as well. 1-800-273-TALK. 1-800-273-TALK. Or 1-800-273-8255. The other thing is missingkids.org. We talk about it all the time. Take a look at what they have to offer on the website. It's available there for you. Anyways, you've been listening to the Rated R Safety Show. This is the home of real safety talk, Safety FM. I know who you are. You know who I am. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Duh. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.